0: Welcome to the BSN Rams podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use the code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. On the high screen,
1: Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three... It's good, with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Page. Boy Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown, Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dump! And here come the students. Leading by ten, here's Van Pelt, he's at the five, touchdown Colorado State!
0: What's up, guys? Justin Michael back with another edition of the BSN Rams podcast. It is Tuesday, August 6th in the afternoon. Today was the first off day for CSU football in a while, so probably good for them to get some rest before they're going to, you know, really get intense here over the next two weeks or so. Really gonna only have about two or three off days in the next like 15 days, so definitely a busy time for the CSU football team. I will be there for it all, keeping you guys updated. Definitely going to want to listen to the daily podcast. We're gonna have some great guests. If you didn't listen yesterday we had Brend wide receiver Brendan Fulton on. Uh great to hear from him. He really had some some telling quotes just about how much he admires Colin Hill, the culture change, and position coach Alvis Witted, who he confirmed to me is just a phenomenal guy. And uh Fulton fully expects him to be a head coach someday. So, if you didn't listen to that, definitely go back and check that one out. On today's show, we're going to talk about the preseason 130 that was released by CBS Sports. They release an article every year that just basically ranks the 130 D1 teams. We're going to talk about where CSU finish, where some of the teams on their schedule finish, the rest of the league. I'll uh, go over the top 10, all kinds of stuff. After that, the Mountain West Swire posed a great question on Twitter about if you could add any former player from their prime to the current roster of your favorite team, who would it be? So, if you were a CSU fan, you could take any CSU football player ever and take them in their prime and add them in to the 2019 roster. We shared that from the BSN Rams Twitter and got some great responses. So, we're gonna go over some of the responses that we received on Twitter. And I'm going to go ahead and answer that one as well. So I'll talk about the player that I would add to the 2019 Rams. Along with that, we're going to play you a little bit of audio from Mike Bobo's presser on Monday. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the next level Rams. So really a, a packed show. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Let's get just right into it. As I said before, CBS released their preseason 130, which is just... Ranking the top 130 teams in college football, the top 10 was Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia, Ohio State, LSU, Michigan, Florida, Texas, Notre Dame. Not really a surprise with many of those schools there. I'd say Texas being in the top 10 this early is maybe a little bit... uh, i don't know i just think it's a little early for us to to put texas up there it feels like every year texas is in the top 20 and then they go on to underperform if you're a texas fan along with the csu fan i'm sorry but i gotta admit man the horns have just they've been overrated and it feels like every year we're like texas is back texas is back and then they're not back um yeah bunch of sec teams clemson being number one isn't surprising Oklahoma at number three is kind of intriguing to me. I'm definitely going to be interested in following the Sooners all season just because Jalen Hurts transferring from Alabama over there. I want to see what he can do with that team. I think the offense can be pretty explosive. As we all know, the Big 12 doesn't really concern themselves with playing defense, so I think it'll be a good fit for him offensively. He doesn't necessarily have to be like a poised pocket passer and pick people apart. They can just kind of go out there and play fast and let them use this athleticism similarly to what they did with Kyler Murray last year. Uh, moving on to the to the mountain West. The top ranked team was Boise State who came in at number 29. The only Mountain West team in the top 30 right behind them was Utah State at 43. Fresno State was right behind them at 44, 66 San Diego State, 86 Hawaii. Number 98 Air Force, 99 Wyoming, 101 Nevada, 106 CSU. So the Rams come in as the preseason ranking of one of six according to CBS Sports. Behind the Rams were UNLV at 116, San Jose State was 123 and New Mexico was 127. So <laughs> probably not a great look for the league that they had five teams below 100 or, lo- you know they're at 100 or lower. Two teams barely squeaked in with Air Force at 98 and Wyoming at 99. I would argue Air Force is probably a better team than the 98th best team in the country. They got a lot of experience and, you know, they're kind of due for a typical Troy Calhoun run, but not shocking that the Academy's not getting a lot of national love, especially before they've done anything, but CSU coming in at 106, can't say it's too shocking, you know as Mike Bobo said earlier when he responded to the, the preseason polls from the Mountain West media, which had CSU finishing fifth, just ahead of New Mexico uh, in the Mountain Division, he said, you know, if I were a writer, I probably would pick CSU to finish fifth too after the season that they had last year. So not shocking that the Rams finished are, are coming in the year at ranked number 106. Looking at CSU's schedule, they have to face... Uh, f- kind of a decent amount of teams looks let me see here One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Uh looks like eight teams from the top 100 on the csu schedule boise state is the highest at number 29 utah state fresno state 43 44 as we said earlier the buffs actually coming in at number 82 so not not a lot of na- national love for the buffs going into the season they of course lost seven straight games to conclude last season missed out on a bowl yet again Difficult times in Boulder, but they got rid of Mike McIntyre. They've brought in Mel Tucker. We'll see how the Buffs finish this year. But as of right now, CBS is not giving them a lot of love, ranking them at number 82. Arkansas, the Hogs, coming in at number 91, so just a few spots ahead of Air Force and Wyoming. Arkansas last year was absolutely awful. CSU, of course, upset them in Fort Collins, but if you watch SEC football like I do, I know a lot of you guys <laughs> love to give me crap for the fact that I love to cheer on Alabama, but I like cheering on Alabama. I like watching the SEC, and I got to admit that Arkansas team last year was as bad as really just about any team that I can remember, and you know, I've been watching college football for quite a while now. You can think of an SEC team that was worse than that Arkansas team. Definitely point it out because I would I would love to hear it, but it's kind of a kind of a fun little topic to go over. Obviously, preseason rankings don't mean a whole lot. All this really points out is that the national media doesn't think the Mountain West is going to be very good this year. There's some love for Boise State, as there always is. Utah State getting a little bit of recognition as well. They should probably be getting more recognition than they are with Jordan Love coming back after the season that they had last year. But, you know, that's life in the Mountain West. That's life as a G5 school. When we get back from the break, I'm going to talk about the player that I would add to the CSU roster via, as we talked about earlier from the Mountain West Flyer, the best player from CSU Rams history that I would add to the 2019 roster. We'll go over some of the responses that you guys gave, and I'll go over mine as well. But uh, that's right after the break. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American Amber Ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they are calling this a light-hearted Kolsch Ale. But for those of you that have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. We just launched it, and you'll be able to see all of the events we have planned where we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP, and have a good time. Man, it is about 200 degrees in my apartment right now. I am currently trying not to sweat all over my microphone and laptop as I record this podcast. My new apartment, which I moved into recently, actually the the day before camp started, so not really convenient timing, but uh, it doesn't have air conditioning, and I have to shut the fan off when I record this podcast, because I don't want you guys to have to deal with that in the background, but man, it is it's scorching in here, I'm I'm sweating, if it sounds like I'm out of breath, it's probably because I might die of heat stroke, but I'm excited for this next topic, so let's jump into it, as I teased earlier the Mountain Westwire, which is a great blog through the USA Today Sports Media whatever family. They cover the entire league. Uh, they do a great job. Some I've talked about them on the podcast before. Jeremy Mass, Eli Becker, some of those dudes. They posed a question on Twitter, and that was, if you could add any, any player in their prime from your favorite team to the current roster, who would it be? Some of the, the Twitter suggestions that we got were Bradley Van Pelt, who you, for obvious reasons, one of the all-time iconic CSU Rams, really just the warrior, kind of the definition of a college football player when you think about it, a guy who just gave everything for the program and the school, so that's a great answer. I'm not sure quarterback is necessarily this team's problem but I I can't blame anyone for going with BVP. Somebody else suggests Mike Newell or Weston Richburg. That's actually a really great suggestion because the Rams need some depth, that interior lineman adding Weston Richburg, a phenomenal center currently on the San Francisco 49ers, originally drafted by the Giants. Adding him into the mix would really just solidify the offensive line, one of the smartest football players that I've ever been around. Also one of the... most polite which uh, so i've always just kind of rooted for him and i'm glad to see him succeed at the next level dexter win on special teams another great answer csu has really lacked uh, the the return game over the last five or six years as someone pointed out i believe like kevin nutt in 2016 maybe it was 15 took a kickoff to the house against president of state other than that, I think you have to go back to, like, Joe Hansley, maybe. But, yeah, it's been it's been lacking, so I think Dexter Wynn is another great suggestion. Somebody else says Capri Bibbs. Bibbs obviously rushed for 31 touchdowns in the 2013 season. Only one year at CSU, but it was a phenomenal one. Definitely adding him into the mix would be interesting. Similarly to the BVP situation, I don't know if you're really going by... The root of the question on, you know, adding a player to the current roster, I'm not sure running back is what this team lacks either, but can't go wrong with Capri, Shaq Barrett at linebacker, and Joey Porter. He was more of like an edge rusher in his college days, but either one of those guys, that hybrid D and pass rusher position, adding them into the mix, would do wonders for the defense. Somebody says D heart because this team needs a little bit of mean streak. As we pointed out, D. Hart had one of the all-time memorable performances in the Rocky Mountain Showdown. He'd only been on campus for a few weeks, really showed out. Went over the century mark, helped lead the Rams to a victory. D. Hart celebrating in the end zone in front of the student section is one of my favorite memories from my college days. So great answer with D. Hart. My answer uh, might surprise you a little bit, but I would go with wide receiver David Anderson. There have been so many great wide receivers that have gone through the program in the last couple of years. You can't go wrong if you say someone like Richard Higgins, old BC Johnson, Michael Gallup, even Preston Williams. But the truth is, David Anderson is... He might... Ugh, I don't want to say he was better than those guys because those guys are uh, great, but he's, he's one of the all-time receivers to ever play at CSU. Definitely was my favorite football player growing up as a child. My dad, a CSU alum, would watch, you know, the Rams. I remember being curled up on the couch for a Thursday night ESPN game watching CSU take on Air Force. We're going to talk about that a little bit in a second. Um, and just, you know, Anderson always made plays. I just remember that I couldn't take my eyes off this guy, this You know, a little white guy out here just doing work, running perfect routes, never dropping a ball that's within his reach. David Anderson played from 2002 through 2005. In his career, 223 receptions, 3,634 yards, and 20 TDs. Those were mostly over his final three seasons. Didn't play a whole lot as a freshman, though he did finish the year with like seven catches. In his career, Anderson, I think what really separates him from anyone else on that list is he always performed in the biggest moments i'm talking like the rivalry games the bowl games anything that mattered if if it was a big moment david anderson was going to be the guy that stepped up i want to talk about some of the the iconic performances from anderson's time at csu starting with the showdown we got the showdown coming up in a couple of weeks david anderson is definitely one of the best players in the for CSU in that regard. In 2003, he had four catches for 142 yards, one touchdown. 2004, nine catches, 156 yards. 2005, 12 catches, 119 yards, one touchdown. Really just showed up big for CSU, helped them get a snag of victory over the Buffs. But it wasn't just the RMS that he showed up in as a in 2003 as well sophomore season really when anderson kind of broke out on the map he had a bunch of huge performances in week 2 after losing to CU, he had a big game finished with 142 yards and one touchdown but csu narrowly lost that one then the week 2 they're they're taking on cal on the road anderson has seven catches 141 yards and one touchdown and a 23-21 road victory over the Golden Bears. This was really just kind of a classic BVP game. He had 317 yards to the air, 16 carries for 65 yards on the ground. Anderson had almost half of his receiving yards. Another 85 went to Dreesen on one play. He scored it on an 85-yard touchdown in the first quarter. Uh, one of the touchdowns that actually I can remember from my childhood a couple weeks later, CSU's hosting Ben Roethlisberger and Miami of Ohio. Anderson has five catches for 167 yards, two scores. CSU loses that game 41-21, but Anderson really showed out in it. In that game, Roethlisberger was 29 of 39, 330 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Wow, man, that, that was an all-time day. I'll be honest, I was pretty young when that game happened. I do remember a lot from the 2003 2004 seasons, but I just, that game doesn't really stick out to me. Not sure why. I know it does to a lot of CSU people. Probably just had to do with my age. Another game that year nine catches, 99 yards, and a touchdown in one of those Thursday night victories over Air Force I was talking about. This is back in the days when CSU and Air Force, CSU Wyoming, a lot of the big Mountain West rivalry games would be on ESPN or ESPN2 on a Thursday night. I just remember, like, getting on the couch with my dad, being stoked to watch a little college football. This was before we got completely oversaturated by the NFL, which is now, God, we have Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, Saturday night when there's no college football. The NFL has really forced their way into be, you know, dominating the weekly conversation. This was a different time. There's still Thursday night football, in college football, but it just—it definitely isn't as relevant as it was back then. Big performance for Anderson in that Thursday night game. In the 2003 San Francisco Bowl, CSU lost to Boston College, but Anderson shows up big 10 catches, 134 yards, and one touchdown. Jumping forward to 0-4, the Rams go to USC, <laughs> get absolutely stomped. It was it's 49 to zero lindell White goes for three touchdowns and 123 yards. Reggie Bush adds 12 carries for 84 yards and a score. If there is a silver lining, it's that CSU held Reggie Bush under the century mark, so they didn't allow both of them to. But that that 2004 Trojans team was as good as any college football team that I can remember. But the Rams, uh, they tough task. They just go out. Go out to SC lose 49-0, but in that game, David Anderson finishes with nine catches for 137 yards. So not a, not a great night for CSU, but it was a good showing for David Anderson. I remember watching this game on ABC with my dad. Saturday night primetime, CSU on national television. I'm stoked. I know how good the Trojans are. I'm just hoping for it to be competitive. Wah, wah, wah. The Trojans win 49-0, but still an all-time performance for Anderson on national television. A couple weeks later, the Rams play in BYU back when the Cougars were still in the league. Finishes with a whopping 12 catches for 232 yards and one touchdown. CSU loses that game, but once again, another big performance for Anderson against a big-time program in BYU. That was back when the BYU-CSU rivalry really mattered. BYU-Utah still in the league. The glory days, 2005, Anderson's senior season. Another Thursday night game between the programs. CSU wins 41-23 at Hughes Stadium. In this game, Anderson has seven catches for 105 yards and two touchdowns. So in three seasons, the Rams had two pretty big home victories over the Falcons. Anderson played a big part in both of those. Then that same year in the border war, Anderson finishes with six catches for 169 yards, one touchdown in an eight-point victory over the Pokes at Hughes Stadium. Finally, in the bowl game, uh, they're, they're in the point-settable 2005 point-settable. CSU loses to Navy 51 to 30. But in his final collegiate game, Anderson has nine catches for 126 yards. So if you just if you don't get the picture by now, David Anderson was a gamer. He was a guy who always showed up when CSU needed him to most. When the lights shine brightest, Anderson never shied from the moment he was a guy who was gonna step up and make that toe tap catch on the sideline. He would drop the shoulder and run through you if necessary to get that first down. Just a, just an all-time great CSU Ram. So if I could add any player to this team, it would be Anderson, one because he's one of my favorite college football players of all time one of my favorite CSU Rams of all time, but also just this year's team, they don't have the depth at wide receiver that they've had in the past. There are some guys that can play, but they're definitely inexperienced. They're going to be relying heavily on Warren Jackson and Nate Craig Myers whenever he ends up being eligible. If you added a healthy David Anderson in his prime to this team, I think the Rams would really tear it up. I I would love to see him get an opportunity to play with a precision passer like Colin Hill, No offense to Bradley Van Pelt, but he wasn't exactly, you know, a guy that was going to stand in the pocket and pick you apart. He had a nice arm, could definitely throw the ball, but most of his success predicated on running around, triple options, stuff like that. But anyways, shout out to the Mountain West Wire for posing this question. Ended up being a great segment for us. We are going to take one more quick break, and then we will be back. Rams football is back. The wait is over. It's time for Fall Camp, and we're giving you the best deal that we've run since we went to the free t-shirt format with subscriptions, but it won't last long. Here's the deal. If you use the code GoRams, you will get our annual package for $34.99, which not only is a $10 discount off our current annual package, but it comes out to $2.91 per month, which is almost 50% off our standard monthly price. But it's not just about the discount, you're also getting a free premium Rams t-shirt, which is a $27 value. You get to have your comments read on this podcast. You get all of our exclusive content on bsndenver.com. And if you don't like reading, but you want the inside details, subscribers get all of our Broncos written stories in audio form, meaning we read all of our written content to you. And then, of course, there's our film reviews, game grades, and just being part of the BSN Rams community. So go to bsndenver.com or download the app and use the promo code GoRams, all one word, to join the family today. All right, guys, we're going to conclude today's podcast with a little bit of audio from Mike Bobo at Media Dan Monday. Just going to kind of talk about his health. I'm going to I just kind of cut it up. Added a few of the quotes that I think you guys would be most interested in hearing. But before we get into that, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Preston Williams and what he is apparently doing for the Miami Dolphins down at their training camp. Preston Williams went undrafted after really a phenomenal year. He tore it up for CSU all season, had some off-the-field question marks, got into some trouble when he was at Tennessee at a domestic incident, got in trouble again when he was on campus at CSU. So, you know, a guy that we've kind of heard some – not so great things about behind the scenes, just as far as his practice work ethic was and stuff like that, but undeniably one of the most talented football players that has been in the program in the last couple of years. He's a guy who has NFL abilities, but is the work ethic there. People weren't really sure. He didn't perform particularly well at his pro day, ran you know, a pretty slow 40. His vertical was nothing to be impressed by. But as you know, I've tweeted a couple of times, he's a guy where when the pads come on, when it's time to play football, that is when Preston Williams shines. I don't think he necessarily cares about some of the, the little things, and that can be a problem. It's something that he's going to have to improve on as his professional career progresses if he wants to stay in the league. But the talent is definitely there. Joe Shad, who covers the team, has been all over him. Uh, On the initial depth chart, Preston Williams was listed as a number three wide receiver, but Shad basically implied that Preston is, you know, good enough to be an all pro. The Dolphins shared a couple videos today on Twitter of Preston making a couple of really nice touchdown grabs, so it seems like he's performing well in Miami. I was slightly worried when he signed down there because it just doesn't seem like a situation for, you know, where. A guy who's gotten in trouble in the past, now going to one of the greatest party cities in America. But if he's handling it well, he has a chance to be a really talented wide receiver in the NFL. He obviously is good enough to play there. He should have been drafted, even with all of the questions about him. Even with the poor pro day showing, I think it's absolutely absurd that somebody in the 6th or 7th round didn't take a chance on Preston Williams. He's a guy who... At his peak potential could be, you know, double-digit touchdowns. He's a great red zone threat. Not the fastest dude in the world, but he can run. He has nice game speed, runs well in pads, will play physical at times when he wants to, can run fairly decent routes, needs to improve a little bit there as well. But Preston Williams really tearing it up. We wish him well down in South Beach, and hopefully he ends up making the 53-man roster. But... As we said before, we are gonna get into some Mike Bobo audio from Media Day.
1: But so we just finished our fifth day of practice today, and we got two good practices in in shorts, and we got two good, two good practices in in shells, and then today the was full pads. Uh, so we got to do some live work or contact work, a little bit of a longer practice today. I've uh, Been really, really pleased with the effort every single day. Uh, I believe we've gotten a little bit better every day. We pushed through. Uh, which is good to see. You know, it was good uh, that the sun came out today. We got a little heat today, and we'll get more of the heat uh, after our, our first scrimmage. But it was good that the guys had to strain a little bit today. So, uh, overall, I thought a, a really good day. Uh, both sides of the ball made some plays. Uh, there were some licks passed, which was good to see. I thought we tackled fairly well. Um, we missed a couple tackles when I think uh, DB might have been concerned or confused that it was live or thud. Uh, which I hope that was the case, and he didn't turn it down. But we'll look at it on the field. Uh, but overall, a great five, first five days. Uh, got a lot of accomplished. Uh, tomorrow, the players will have off from practicing. Uh, we'll sit back and evaluate and might move some guys around, uh, move up the depth chart or move down the depth chart, change a couple positions. Uh, but we'll, we'll decide that uh, tonight and tomorrow as coaches. But uh, overall, good first five days. Uh, but we got to continue to get better. Like the focus of our guys, I like how they've been locked in at the early morning practice, locked in in the afternoon meetings, and the night walkthroughs. So, uh, long days for these guys, and uh, we're still in class. You know, they're going to eat breakfast and head to class right now. We got class for another week, so uh, it's a little bit of a stressful time with them when you throw fall camp into that. But I think they're doing a good job of handling it.
0: Uh. That's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the BSN Rams podcast. If you like what we're doing, definitely shout us out on Twitter, add some commentary. We will shout you out on this podcast. I'm going to do a mailbag here in a couple of days. So if you have any questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, tweet them at us at BSN Rams or at JustinT Michael. But, anyways,
1: that's about it for today. As always, thanks for listening.